the food fumble hotline where we answer your food inquiries and cooking mishap questions i'm one of your co-hosts m chan i'm jamie deep and we are back with another regularly scheduled episode uh how have you been doing jamie (laughs) i'm so tired but it is monday april 19th which means that anybody's 16 and over (laughs) 16, yeah, 16 and over in the state of Oregon can now register for a COVID vaccine appointment. Great news. And fun fact, dear listeners, in five days from today, it'll be Jamie's birthday. Whoa. Wow. April 24th. Whoa. Wish him a happy birthday over Twitter or Instagram. Whoa. (laughs) love putting you on the spot. <laughs> yeah, I will officially be not in my teens anymore. Oh shit. Uh, but yeah. Too well. Okay, well, before we <laughs> before we get before we really dive into things, um what is something that you've cooked or eaten recently that's really stood out to you? Oh, for me, huh? Well, I actually had an article go out a about a week ago on the spring drink specials available around Eugene, um, you know, with the coming season and all of this outdoor seating open, people want some new things. So I had the, it was called the Lemon Ginger Shuhi, I believe that's how it's pronounced, from uh, Meiji Ramen, a, it's a sake cocktail so it's got like lemon ginger um juice like some seltzer and then um clarified sake and it was just absolutely delicious it was super smooth it tasted just like a lemonade and dangerously delicious so if you are 21 and up uh and want to try something really delicious um instead of you know your typical beer or wine Highly recommend you can order it for takeout or you can sit outside and eat at Meiji Ramen. So that was super delicious and I've been thinking about it every day since. <laughs> what about you, Jamie? Yeah. I feel like I bring this up really often, but I mean, I haven't really been cooking a ton, but <laughs> the thing that I've been cooking is something I've done a few times now and it's a butternut squash pasta. And I bring this up because like I hate prepping butternut squash. <laughs> And I found a way to like make it easier to peel and cut. So I'm going to talk about it again because I really like it. It's just squash roasted with onions and bacon. And then you just toss it with whatever pasta you got and some parm and some pasta water. And it's simple and tasty and greasy and wonderful. Man, now I want to eat it. I have some left over in my fridge. Oh my goodness. No, it's okay. I know how much you love it. So you should keep eating it. But um, we love that for you, and one day I will get my hands on it. But for now, let's move on to our main segment, Jamie. It's been a while, you know, last week and all. Well, I mean, technically, our last episode, the entire thing was our main segment, because it was a question submitted by a listener. Oh, 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 the, the specifics and exactness of it all. Well, we actually have a question. I think um, how we discussed earlier will be a very interesting one, but uh, this person asks, my friend actually, I want to make my food look nicer. What should I do? (laughs) 
Uh, we should first off genuinely answer this question. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of it... Well, first off, it depends on the food. But the other thing is, it just takes a lot of practice and trial and error. So I think every time you, you want to try to make your food look nicer, you should go in and treat it as a learning experience and just test things out and see what looks good and what doesn't. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's just like the general attitude first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely be open to the fact that making your food look nicer will be a more tedious process for sure. So having, you know, not just throwing your sauce on it or like making sure when you plate it, it's nice and precise. Um, just making the time to have those small details uh, more defined or refined as you plate or as you cook um, will make all of the difference. So, you know, in those cooking shows where they have the chefs with their spoons and sauces and whatnot, you know, you can take a page out of their book and also try those techniques. It's just, again, it will take time, it'll take practice to get right, and sometimes, sometimes you just can't make something look pretty. That's a lot, a lot of things that you might see online, they look super delicious, but again, if you've seen like any kind of food advertisement and then you see that product in real life, it doesn't look the same because a lot of times they're not actually using that food. Sorry to spoil that for you, you know, but... Yeah, I mean, food stylists is a very, like, lucrative position nowadays, especially with social media and all of that. But yeah, like, I guess some some general tips we can give you is, yeah, look at the people... Um, or, like, follow, follow people on social media. See, like, what they do. Look at what people do at restaurants, see how they do their plating. Um, Like, I guess some more practical things that will lend itself to making your food better is to work on your knife skills. When you're cutting up meat or veggies or anything, like working to make sure that everything is like really even, it's always going to overall, you know, make your food look more aesthetically pleasing. Um, Yeah. Nice silverware makes all the difference. Yeah. So if you have like a matching set or something very like cute or stylistic, you know, whatever you're making, you can kind of match it with your dishware if you can, you know, if you again one have a lot of dishware or two, you have like a very specific sense of what you want to eat and have it look like on your dishware um according to what that dish piece of dishware is, whether that be a small plate, a large plate, big bowl, small bowl, etc. Can also consider that um, yeah. The way that you, like, plate your food, if you have different things together, just, like, kind of being intentional on how you put them together. Maybe you have, like, your meat or your protein, and then you have, like, a salad. How you want to, like, proportion those? How do you want to, like, how do you want to portion those? If you have, like, rice, if you have a side, like, how do you want everything to kind of come together? Do you want everything to kind of form a circle to match the dish that it's in? Or do you want to layer things on top of each other? Um, those are all things that you can consider when you're plating and when you're trying to make your food look nice. Um, what I think is more important is what makes the most like pleasurable eating experience. Definitely. And I think that kind of dives into like what we think about pretty food and food that looks nice. Yeah. And that it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it's definitely not the main thing you should focus on. I remember there was a, like, social media frenzy, because I'm on food social, right? There was kind of a controversy on how this restaurant was, like, they made 
or I guess these drinks, this, this particular drink place was making these extravagant drinks, but they were impossible to drink. And the combinations, you know, although they were aesthetically pleasing visually, when you actually ingested it, it was just gross. And people were only going because, you know, it generated a lot of clicks for their, for their social profiles. And, and that's the thing about it, you know, you can play with colors and textures and fit certain aesthetics with your food, like, you know, homey food generally, like larger portions and kind of like not so clean, um, you know, like plating and whatnot is pretty standard. And then you've got like your fancy foods, which are like, you know, specifically plated and sauces are dripped and dotted and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, however you want it to look nice, you can do that for yourself. You don't necessarily need to follow any kind of book or follow any kind of trend. If you think it looks nice, want to go out of your way to do that, don't feel so confined to fitting a certain image. Um, because again, once that plate's done, it'll look the same every single time. <laughs> That's true. Um, a lot of it, for me, it's more about like the intention behind the food you're making rather than your presentation like the actual presentation of it like itself in and of itself because if someone that is taking the time to make their food look nice because they want it to be like this whole all-encompassing all-encompassing experience that's a very respectable thing to do because like they want they're taking the care and they want people to see like how much work they're putting into it but if it doesn't taste good then like you're you're just wasting your time um yeah yeah and and if you are again a beginner it takes quite a bit of time to actually get, you know, all those steps in. So you do have to account for the time that, you know, you're getting lost on enjoying either your hot food or your cold food and know that it will not taste the same as if you just, for lack of a better word, threw it all together and then ate it. And also I think another thing is, is that a lot of specific, I guess, aesthetics or like very kind of quote unquote pretty parts of food um they're mostly like decorations i don't know why i said it like that but they're mostly like you know toppings decorations they don't actually bring garnishes yeah that's the word um they don't actually bring any kind of extra quality to food so just know that you know garnishes make all the difference too if you just want to start really simple just you know throw something on top um, yeah, green onions, chives, parsley, sesame cilantro. seeds, so, sesame seeds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, um, don't base your wanting of making pretty food off of the fact that you want to photograph it and put it on Instagram or put it on social. As a person who does that, it is really hard to you know do and think that like oh all my food has to look really good or has to look a specific way um because you know sometimes it it, the fact of the matter is it's just not always going to be pretty or it's not always gonna look the way that you want it to and it's really easy to compare um you know photos of other people's food and wanting to you know match it but a lot of the times at the end of the day you know comparison is the thief of joy so If you want pretty food, you think it's pretty, you want to post it, great. But if you're going to base all of the value of your food on some aesthetics that are going to go away, um, then I would ask that you uh, rethink your decision and consider maybe just learning to enjoy your food first. Yeah. For me, as a very 
practical person, I'd rather the food be easy to eat than to be pretty. Um, but that's, you know, it, it also just comes down to personal preference. We live in a society that... <laughs> we live in a society. <laughs> we live in a society. <laughs> no, but we, we, we live in a society that does value, like, the visual, like, aesthetic a lot, and sometimes more so than the actual thing that we're eating. And, you know, it, I, I, I think that should be different, but that's, that, that's the way that this this society society has been built (laughs) yeah and you know if you need to get um grounded about you know this this um you know issue of oh this my food has to be pretty think of all of your favorite foods and then think of all the ones that are actually pretty are they actually pretty because they follow aesthetics or are they pretty because the sight of it makes you excited to eat it so also consider that but that's, you know, our soapbox. Yeah, that's our two cents. Mm-hmm. Our many, many cents. <laughs> Stupid. Moving on, let's talk about COVID and Eugene. Love that. About that. So for the past seven days in the UO community, we have had 62 positive cases with students and zero positive cases with faculty. But that is still over 60 cases in a week just in, like, UO students. Which is really high. I y'all gotta stop partying, please. I know the weather's really, really nice. Like it is, it's been so nice, and, but please don't party. Please get your vaccines. You know things have opened up now. Uh, exercise caution. Wear a mask when you're outside. And the number of people I've seen without masks. Yeah, it's still like astounding to me. Yeah, and even if you have one shot. It's, um, I think I read somewhere that it takes 11 days for it to, like, actually start kicking in your system. So just because you have one shot in you, um, if you're doing a Pfizer or Moderna, because they've paused J&J, I believe, um, you know, keep exercising caution, because you can still get it if you only have one dose in you. So, please, um, for the sake of the community and for everybody wanting things to go back to normal, don't screw it up for us. Please. Please, 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 please. Yeah. But speaking of Eugene, with with all of that, what's what are some businesses that we can support in this time? Um, yeah. So right now, you know, it's a great time for the restaurants because and from now until they um, officially lift all COVID restrictions, they are allowed to be at about... of capacity, yeah. Um, I was going to say 35, and I was like, that doesn't make sense. So about 25% capacity, um, and a lot of smaller places have decided to reopen since, you know, the weather is nice and they do have the outdoor seating. So one of the places that are a campus, like, classic, well, I don't think campus classic, but a Eugene classic that has been closed um, is The Vintage. So they're owned by, like, two best friends, and they make the kind of classic American food fair. They're really popular for brunch um, and, like, breakfast, lunch. So, you know, if you want a really great option for hanging out and getting some, you know, breakfast food, lunch food, brunch, I highly recommend the vintage. I have yet to go. I, I will say this recommendation comes with a grain of salt of I have not gone. However, I have heard amazing things and it has been on my list for a very long time. Um, some other notable places you can go uh, include the 
Lane County Farmer's Market, which has been reopened and takes place every Saturday um, at the 5th Street Market area since they're redoing the, um, the pavilion that the Lane County Farmer's Market has usually been at. Um, it's now just like at the 5th Street Market for, until that construction is done. So, you know, Saturdays, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., get some amazing empanadas by Dominican Delights um, or, you know, your farm, uh, your locally raised uh, produce and other things from the farmers and other vendors. So those are two of my things. I highly recommend Dominican Delights empanadas. Super good, run by Michael. Um, and you can order online if you don't want to battle the crowds of um, the farmer's market because it's a really long line once he opens up. But yeah, that's it for me, Jamie. Cool. Hope that wasn't too boring. No, that just makes me really wish I had more than a, a scooter to get around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oof. But um, one day. One day. One day. In like two years, but yes, one day. <laughs> okay, time to move on to M's favorite segment. <laughs> oh goodness, don't we always do a drum roll right before this? Yeah, do you still want? This is my favorite segment. Hashtag not sponsored. Okay, I know it was dumb that I did that after you already introduced it, but I'm really excited for today's. Um. So oh my God. Um, I'm just going to start because I am super uber excited. I have a um, great product for you all today. Again, hashtag not sponsored. But um, I've been really enjoying this rosé. It's um, a Garand Patrand Cote des Rose. Roses? I have totally butchered that pronunciation. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but it is a really good... Um, Rosé. Um, it says, I think it's a product of France, but it's 2020. Um, the bottle is beautiful. It's like a light pink. Um, it mixes really, really well. So I've been doing a lot of uh, cocktails with this. It's also great, like, you know, by itself, but highly recommend this for um, mixing drinks. You can get it at most um general grocery or retail stores so I know it's available at Target and Safeway um, and probably a bunch of other places so you can get a small bottle it's under $20 and a larger bottle I believe is priced between 20 and 30 so the small bottle is and it doesn't have it it doesn't have the amount but it's totally worth the value so again this is a Codes Roses Grand Patron Rosé. <laughs> Jamie's looking at me cringing. Like, there is nothing more cringeworthy than me trying to pronounce it. And yeah, I probably should have came better prepared to pronounce it, but I didn't. So, highly recommend. 21 and up, you should get this rosé. How about you, Jamie? What do you got for us today? <laughs> Not alcohol, that's for sure. <laughs> um... No, I decided to go nice and simple, like I normally do, with some baking sheets and parchment <laughs> paper. Nerd. Says the one who literally roasts, like, stupid amounts of veggies on, ro on, on baking sheets. But That's true. 
yeah, I don't really have any specific brand. I guess I can I can plug the one that I use because they sell it at Costco. It's a set of non-stick baking sheets. It's the Viking brand. It's an American-made brand. They're a very pretty brassy color and they're non-stick, but that means nothing because you can literally stick parchment paper on any baking sheet and it becomes non-stick and it's super easy to clean. You can roast your veggies on there, you can bake a bunch of stuff on there, and it's just a really easy time. If you want just a tool for baking, a tool for cooking, that's the one to go with, you know? It's it's an essential, honestly, for, for weeknight dinners. Um, that's all I really have to say for it. Love that, yeah. If you don't have pans, this is a perfect time to get some. Yeah. This is your sign. Do it. Go get it. Yeah. The only caveat is, with warmer weather, you might not be very inclined to use an oven, but I still think that it's pretty worth it. If you keep a fan going, it shouldn't be too warm, it shouldn't be too bad, but the, the convenience and the ease of use and the ease in cleaning them, if you use them correctly... Please use them correctly. <laughs> ...is really great. Yeah, I, I will say scraping burnt bits off of baking sheets, not the most fun thing, but that's that's what that parchment paper is there for. Mm-hmm. Kirkland Signature or Reynolds? <laughs> is that a brand? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Literally any other brand. Yeah. You can, you can do it, y'all. Okay. But, um... <clears throat> that's... Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I can just do the last skimming as always. Yeah. Um, and you know, as always, we as a podcast care immensely about students and their, um, ability to access food and other similar essential resources. So in our description, we've plugged in a bunch of community provided resources, um, including community fridges, um, food pantries, um, and other programs that distribute food on a weekly or semi-regularly basis, um, including like Burrito Brigade and Waste to Taste, Eugene, Core, etc. Um, as always, and especially for UO students, um, the food security resources provided by the Dean of Students, um, which again will always be produce drops. Yeah, yeah. produce drops. Produce. I don't, I don't know why I stumbled over that, but produce drops and other food um related events um in our description so check all of those out there yeah and that's all we've got for you today um if you have any questions or if you have any thoughts about pretty food or local businesses feel free to hit us up by emailing foodfumblehotline at gmail.com or you can click the link below to fill out a form you can also find it on M in my Twitter. M is <laughs> at Ketchup to Emily. And I'm at JD2. For the past like four episodes, I've said that my Twitter handle was at JD6. Really? Yeah, because I, for some reason, I, th- I, I just got it into my head that that was my Twitter <laughs> handle. Of course, you would mess up your own Twitter <laughs> handle. And then I realized, like, I, I, I saw something with my, my handle on, and I was like, it's not at J Deep 2. And then I realized it was, and I feel like an absolute fool now. Well, um, you can clown on Jamie on Twitter at J Deep 2. 
two. And that's J-D-I-E-P in the number two. Yeah. Or, you know, you can tag me and I'll clown on them for you. Um, at Catch Up to Emily, you know. Uh, as always, you can shoot your questions, comments, or other hot takes to us um, on our form, our Gmail, our Twitters. So that's it from us. And we will catch you in the next one. Bye-bye.